and welcome to another episode of the Raging Marks Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, TNK. Sitting across from me, we got... Ravishing Randy. Welcome back to another edition of the show. On my right, we got our good buddy, Rampage. What's up, brother? What's going on? And we got a special guest in studio. He was here with us last week. He's back with us again this week as we continue our countdown yeah. uh, to the greatest wrestler of our generation. We got our buddy, uh, Micro Chris in house. What's up, buddy? Hey, I wrote down the wrong name last week. Can we start over? <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you want to go by, man. You no, no, no. Like, like, I, wrote, I, spoke, I spoke to Kevin Owens on my list, and I didn't. And I think I corrupted the whole 64. So we need to start over. No, we, we already went through two rounds. We got our final or sweet 16 this week as we continue our so-called... March Madness bracket of greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, it's it's Mark's Madness. Mark's baby. Madness. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So we get markers. Well, we are Marks, and you are one too. So yeah, for the wrong people. Yeah. Well, so Ramsey, how about you uh, show us what we got here, sir? Yeah, whip it out. <laughs> what are we doing? So we got the uh, Sweet Sixteen. We're gonna go with our first region. Um, so we got region one. We have our first uh, number one overall number one seed, Chris Jericho, versus CM Punk. Oof. I don't want to play no more. <laughs> wow! I'm the, out of the gate. <clears throat> They're only going to get tougher from here. You might want to give us a reminder. What are the uh, five criteria that we're judging? One. Yeah, this this week you just pick your favorite one. Oh, okay. Well, damn, oh. I actually did research well, and stuff. Yeah, last week we did. Okay, obviously. Okay, yeah. Chris, you can do the point system this damn week. Right, so so we had entrances. <laughs> we had uh, in-ring work, championships, total package, and mic skills were the five categories we based it off last week. I'm, I mean, as much as I love CM Punk, I'm going to give it all to Jericho. I mean, he, the, the amount of entrances he's had compared to CM Punk's. Well, the amount of time he's been in the sport for over 30 years, if you re- oh, yeah. how many times he reinvented himself. And, and look, as much as I kind of talk, you know, I didn't really, I didn't mean to shit on CM Punk. I think he is great on the microphone. I think he's great at telling stories in the ring. Decent wrestler. But against Chris Jericho, I, Chris Jericho is my guy. Yeah, I, dude, I, it, man, it, it's hard for me to go against Punk. But, I mean, the, that's the thing is we... Get deeper into the Sweet 16. The matchups are going to get tougher and tougher to pick from here. But, I mean... Well, it really comes down to which which one do you remember the more for more stuff that's happened. I remember more stuff of Jericho than I do of Punk overall. Well, no, I just... Just to me, you know, I, I, I feel like I have to give CM Punk his flowers. You know, I have to definitely sing at least some of his praises. Great wrestler, great on the mic, great in-ring work. Entrances that you can remember, I mean, shit, think of Money in the Bank 2011 and that entrance in Chicago. That is like a legendary pop right there. I mean, if if only the devil's... Yeah. No, no, I was going to say, but I mean, Jericho is going to move on. Yeah. But I I feel like i got to take a moment to at least talk about punk and give the devil his due. How many holes does he know? (laughs) (laughs) I got one for you guys. This is just a general question for you guys. Who had a better debut? CM Punk in AEW or Chris Jericho going into Chris WWF? Jericho going against The Rock. No, I'm not talking about oh. match. I'm talking about debut. Yeah, to yeah. The yeah. Jericho going, going Jericho up cut, the Rock. cutting off The Rock. Yeah, because you didn't from, do that back then, and he just cut off The Rock, and he was he was known, but he wasn't. 
Okay. Brock knew. So that's a great. Actually, uh, Rams, that's a great. That is a great point though, because they were both fantastic, phenomenal debuts. CM Punk was a rumor, but it was kind of like hint, hint, it, wink, it, wink. It was the worst yeah. kept rumor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, Chris Jericho, because I was still at the internet stage where, like, I didn't, the dirt sheets, all that, I didn't follow Some that people stuff. knew, and there were signs that were out there talking yeah. about Jericho, but you still had no but idea. But when you saw that day, you like that countdown clock, nobody could have foresaw who it was. And when you saw Y2J, and then you saw him do the pose, that was just like, holy cow. With that head mullet? Yeah, that was just <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I would have to go Chris Jericho as well. So, yeah, Chris all Jericho right. is moving on. So, our next. One is going to be a seven seed, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase versus number three seed Mick Foley. Ooh. I gotta, you know what? I if we're just picking straight up, I'm I'm not even gonna go to the the point system here to make the decision for me. I'm gonna go Mick Foley. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that that gravy train with Mick Foley too. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I mean, I gotta go Mick he, as well, just for he had a, he the was, versatility. Was, thank you. That's what I was. Well, the complete at. opposite of what the Million Dollar Man and then Homeless Foley when he came out most of the time. <laughs> I was a Bruce that knows you. Know, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, his his his, fa- his favorite, you know, his favorite finish move involved the sock out of his out of his genitals. I if mean, you can get that over. That speaks volumes <laughs> to your ability as a worker. And he had to be more comedic at that time because the injuries were piling up with Mick. But the three faces of Foley. Um, my God, what he did in WCW and ECW, just... It's like you get one amazing character, yeah, and you get three, really four, Corp- very good characters corporate man and Foley. <laughs> and, and so then it does become the question of, is it, is it, is it about quantity or is it about quality? But I mean, still though, Mick Foley was the biggest utility player in the Attitude Era, whatever you needed him to do, whatever was asked of him, sometimes whatever was even not asked of him, and he just did it on his own anyway. Well, he was definitely to crucial be fair, to over. Now, to be fair to, you know, to Biasi, I didn't really, I don't really know much about the Mid-South Wrestling days. He, you know, I'm kind of factoring that as well, but just, I'm basing this on overall Mick as the, you know, the, the different characters he had. But yes, the, the, the Ted DiBiase, that was a hell of a damn character well, he, that we all still remember and love. Well, you still think about what the big game changer, what McFoley was when he won the championship, and everyone turned from WCW to WWE. And that was the beginning of where their, their ratings started going down. Well, they shouldn't fucking announce it in the pre Well, yeah, well, because well, they, WCW, they, 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 well, WCW never saw him as a champion. Yeah. WWF pulled the trigger on it and worked out. In their favor, people people like that that because he was he didn't look like everyone else. He looked like the purple who had you in the audience, you know, wearing sweatpants and fucking tennis shoes. But I mean, if you think of the gimmicks of like that were perfectly blended, made it for people. Ted DiBiase to me is the perfect million dollar man character. I do not see anybody else doing that. He nailed it out the park. Cameron Grimes was doing it pretty good. Good in worker as well. <laughs> There have been many people that tried to... It was such an over-character. such an over-character that we've had people rebuild it. They attempted to do it, and they dropped it so fast in NXT, the title's already gone. I mean, look, it does speak volumes to Ted DiBiase, the fact that they've tried to replicate that gimmick so many times, whether it be with Alberto Del Rio, whether it be with uh, JBL, uh, the, you know... Just, just the rich, the rich guy that he was can bil- buy he, his way out of situations. He was a billion dollar man when he was in WCW for a little while. Let's see how long that lasted. <laughs> so, but so no, he, I mean, dude, Ted DiBiase, legendary character with the million dollar man. But, but we got to go. With we're Mick going Foley. with Mick. 
Do you want because I know that that is your boy. I, I just I just want to be I just want to have just fun with this. Do a point system on that for me. Okay. He, Mick Foley's going on. Just do a point right, well, system on Let's just base it what we did. Uh, so we have entrances. I would give it to two Foley. one to Foley because again you had a variety of different entrances there. In ring work, I would give it to DiBiase because he's the better in ring worker. Obviously, yes. Championships. It's not fair because Ted only had the, the million dollar belt. With but the question is who, who carries it better? Hmm. Who's more presentable as a champion? Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's still up to court different aspects. Like I said, <clears throat> Ted DiBiase, yeah, he looks like he could be the. He never really had the champion. He actually created his own. He is champion. my number one. Should have been champion. So, but mm-hmm. he's somebody that he wrestled. But compared to he spent a lot of time outside the ring more than I think he did in the ring on the TV aspect. He was always outside with Vincent. He had his own, you know, valet who actually fought him around and did stuff for him. He was a guy, best heel. The heels don't wrestle that much. They don't have to do it. So, I mean, granted, Mick Foley did good in the ring, too, but they had two different fucking styles. Completely mm-hmm. two different styles. Mick um, Foley was mostly like car crash. Uh, oh, yeah, he was a train wreck <laughs> in the ocean. All right, and then what about uh, on the mic? The mic, I'm going to give the Foley because he was much more entertaining than me. I thought it mixed ECW work to me. That wins it over for me was the um, the vignettes that they well, had. Well, that and the three different characters where Ted DiBiase was the same and character. And him when he debuted as Mankind, I thought had really good vignettes and microphone work. I got to give, Ted was great, but I got to give it to Mick. What was the rat's name? Oh. Jim Cornette's rat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Mick made a friend. <laughs> the the rat with apparently oh, the huge just, testicles. Yeah, Charlie oh, the rat. Was it named Vince? No, it no. was uh. And Fortitude. Oh God, I can't remember. I'll have to, I'll think of it eventually. Like, look, if I bring into the point system, it's eight seven Foley. I give I give Ted two points for in ring work and championship as far as who would look best with the belt. But I mean, again, total package. I'm gonna go Mick Foley because again, you, you whatever position you or whatever role you needed him to fill, he could do it. Whatever character you needed to be, did you need him to be healed? Did you need him to be face? You know, whatever he could do it all. Whereas DiBiase, even though he was a, a fucking amazing heel, one of the both, just a heel. Never saw. I gave it never eight. saw. Face DiBiase in the WWF, the WWE, WCW. Never saw that. Yeah, I gave it eight seven uh, to Mick on that one. I was just, I was just wondering. Yeah. All right, let's go move on to uh, Region Four, which is our going to be kind of our chalk region right now because our next matchup is the fuck. <laughs> he still has his notification. Number one. The Ooh. four overall of uh, one wow. seed, The Undertaker versus the four seed, Kurt Angle. This one I am doing it on a point based <laughs> system. Man. As, as, as much as I want to give Kurt all the love on entrances with the You Suck, because that, that is a fun thing. I mean, dude, the many different entrances of Taker. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this is going to. So, well, I mean, we'll figure out what you guys going to say. Who was it? Champion. So, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Like, so, let's talk about uh, 
Entrances. Okay, entrances, you gotta go take it. One of the most iconic entrances. Now, mind you, you could take a piss break or a shit break during it because it would take like 10 minutes to get, or 20 minutes to get to the goddamn ring, but it was still but it's, memorable. It's, it's never forgettable. <laughs> it was still very memorable, and like when we were there for uh, WrestleMania, I've seen him come out even at the live show. It is memorable. That gong, the eeriness to it, he would just walk it super slow. A, it was a production. It, it was, was a production, production, thank you. It really was. So he actually, and he actually lit himself on fire one time doing it. Well, the pyro guy. <laughs> lit his ass on fire. Yeah. All right, so let's go into in-ring work. I'm going to go Kurt Angle. Kurt this, Angle. Is where, this is the toughest one for me. Because even Taker said Angle is probably one of the best ones in the ring. Taker at his prime could go in the ring, was one of the great in the ring. Could great go, big when man. I say go, he was so athletic, could jump, over, dive over the top rope, did the leg drop, could go 30 minutes if needed. But I mean, come on, Kurt Angle was a beast. I gotta Dude is a wrestling machine. I like look in ring work. I gotta give it to Kurt. But I just give and take her do with in ring. Very very good. But well, for Kurt, a bit, for he a bit, won. For a he man. won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Oh yeah, but he's, okay. but he's had phenomenal matches. Yeah, he? Kurt obviously. Down but you want you want you want to talk about a guy that took to professional wrestling like a duck to water? I mean, oh, 100%, like, yeah. dude, dude picked up the ropes so quick, and even character wise. Picked it up quick. I gave a nod on the mic work to Taker, but realistically, like Kurt, maybe not the best like talker talker, but as far as like the comedic stuff and just letting him go out there and be the butt of the joke, did that very very well. I've never seen Taker with a friggin' little cowboy hat on his head. See, okay, then <laughs> that's to be fair to Undertaker, like Kurt Angle up gave microphones because only because of the co comedic timing, he was so underrated and so damn funny and mm -hmm. cracked me up. Uh, that's why I gave it to Kurt. But yeah, probably if it was just in ring talking, I may yeah I could probably see Taker. As far as that like one. cutting a promo, yeah. I, I give it to Taker. A serious promo, I would yeah I'll probably give the Taker too. But I mean, dude, like championships, who who's gonna look better with a oh, championship around their oh, waist? Damn, when he had every belt in TNA, it was like that's what you're made for. Perfect, right there. Yeah, and and, and you throw a gold an Olympic gold medal in three, there to three, three, three. So when he started coming yeah. out with the Atlanta gold medal and he had uh, the the WCW belt, the big old belt, he just looked like, yeah, you're you're a fucking Olympian. You're an athlete. And as far as total package goes, oh, like, I gave it to Kurt. I really did. Because it just, the way he could actually, you know, they're both very even on that. But I was probably more entertained with Kurt than I, in the later years, than Taker was. Because Taker... He did the same thing. I liked what he did. He was always entertaining. But when Kurt came out and spun around the friggin' ring, I want to spin around with him. You know? Taker had the... the you know, I still get up in the morning like Taker does every morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> Taker, like, he did re try and reinvent himself with the American Badass gimmick, which I did enjoy at the time. But the problem was he was kind of banged up and injured, so that's kind of not as memorable. And then when he came back in shape when he did the Dead Man gimmick, returning as The Undertaker, that's when he could really showcase what he could do. But as for uh, Kurt Angle, when I remember seeing, like I just said, when I saw Kurt Angle when he had the mouthpiece in and he got real serious Kurt Angle, who actually is one of the few guys that beat Undertaker clean. Think about that. One of the few guys that beat Taker clean. Only like Stone Cold and like a, 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 he, like a baby face Taker clean. Aside from Stone Cold, I don't really know anybody else who can say that. Dude, just, I mean, like, as, as legendary as those matches between Taker and Sean were at yeah. Mania, let's not undersell the match that Kurt and Sean had at I like Mania that match 21. better than the WrestleMania 25 match. 
I'm not, and I'm not the only one who thinks that too. Most people overhyped the 25, and it was phenomenal. But that 21 match was just a pure wrestling clinic. Well, 25 yes. was deep because I was I was there for that. Oh, okay. I was in the Houston, crowd so, was crazy, so it was a whole different level when you're in Houston. Yeah. You know, because you're 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 with the crowd, you're on every step of what it went down. Because yeah. that's probably my favorite Taker match because I was there, and I've seen better ones, but because I was in that arena when that match yeah, that happened, crowd was just insane. it it takes it to 11. But for 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 me though, I give it you know eight seven Kurt. I same here eight seven Kurt. And again, like Undertaker cannot deny his contribution to the business. No, uh, the longevity of his career. Yeah, that speaks volumes. Um, the amount of parts he's gotten replaced. I mean, you can you, you if you actually like consider a Mount Rushmore of WWF, he's definitely in that conversation as one of the four faces that go yeah. on the mountain. But Again, this matchup, this pairing, I got to go with Kurt. So we got two for Kurt. Kurt's moving on. Mm. Actually, I think mm. that was a clean That's sweep. Three. For oh, did, yeah, you were going to say I was. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say, Ramsey, you want to you wanna go ahead and give your uh, two cents on that? Okay, first thing. How long Taker's been wrestling? Since 86, 87. How long he's been The Undertaker? For 30 years, 91. And 90. he never broke fucking character yet? He did. He did it. Just now? A couple of years back, he'd he I mean, just with, that, with his pastor. But but how long how long was he was the Undertaker without breaking? Oh, for okay. over twenty years. Well, Kurt Angle was Kurt Angle. I mean, that's just that that's person. I mean, you know, it's Taker is a but here's the thing. Person. But we're talking about it. <laughs> he we're talking about Taker. We're talking about when about wrestling, where someone that doesn't break character when you're outside the business. He never broke. Yeah. He nope. never broke it. That's something that's it's incredible. As much as great as Kurt Angle is a wrestler, eh, I don't. I, there's nothing I, I ever saw of him that was memorable. Really? He, oh, he, 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 he got to remember. First, I'll tell you this. The 96 Olympics, eh, his wrestling was a little bit over it, even with the fucking broken neck, because there was really no really competitors in 96. So, you know, I don't know. I, I just I, I was never a big fan of Kurt Angle. There. But The Undertaker. There, there, buddy. We love Taker. I love. Taker. I'm just saying. If, Taker. if it were any other matchup, it, it, it could have very well been Taker. I'm just saying. It's all about the matchups. It's all about. Now I know you were talking about. Oh, this is the chalk division. You figured Taker was going to run away with it, didn't you? Surprise, no, I knew. No, I knew. I knew he was going to win the next round. Let's see. Oh well, because who we got coming up next? Number two, Steve Austin versus number three, Sting. Okay, so obviously AJ is right on this one because like. <laughs> I'm, like, he knows we have been in the past Stone Cold. So he says bias, but dude, it's just it's fucking Stone Cold. It's gonna turn out dude. to be the Stone Cold podcast part two. Um, oh, let's just give the positives this thing because like Stone Cold's got every day. He's much better with face me. paint. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. He he rocks that leotard at sixty two. You know what, like, look, let's give the devil his due, all right? I know that Stone Cold had, you know, the neck injuries, and that shortened his career. That basically put him on a time clock, and that's what forced him to retire a lot sooner than he expected. Can we just give praise to the fact that fucking Sting is 62 years old and is still going in the ring? Jumped off a railing. Through, Through two sets of tables. And a Mexican. So, like, the fact that Sting... 
you know, it was short because we thought his career was essentially over with the Seth Rollins match. Which, by the way, he was supposed to win the WWE Championship that night. They had a call on the fly because he gave him not one but two turnbuckle bombs, which you shouldn't have given it to a man who was like damn near 57 at the time, whatever he was. He was in his mid-50s, I think. Uh, or, but, you know, just hit the move properly instead of throwing him too far from the turnbuckle. There's certain people that can take the move and there's certain people that can't. Older people, I would not do that mm-hmm. move to. If you're under 40... You do it. Anybody over 40, don't do that move, too. Um, Seth, I fuck up championships, Rollins. So, it, but the longevity of Sting's career, what he, uh, you know, when I think of, when I was a little kid, Sting to me was WCW. Like, that was the, the face of WCW in the early 90s. And you can make late 80s as well. Uh, and then they reinvented him with the Crow Sting. Uh, that 14-month buildup to Starcade before they fucked that up was beautifully done. Sting is WCW. He is WCW. He is the franchise of WCW, 100%. That should be spoken volumes of. You know, I even, you know, I enjoyed his work in TNA as well. That was a big reason why I tuned into TNA in 2005. Mm -hmm. It was, Sting came, he officially signed in 2005, even though he did a handful of events for them before. Um, That was a huge reason why I signed up. He kind of reinvented himself there. He still stayed with the Stinger, the Crow gimmick, because that was his most hyped one. He did some, you know, the main event mafia I thought was unique because he took the paint, face paint off. And then he, the Joker's thing, we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> that was just, I, I applaud them for trying something different, but it was just so bad. Uh, and then he went to WWE and they fucked him up over there. He lost his debut match against Triple H at 31, but I, we're talking about the good, the highlights of Sting. The longevity the man's had, Sting, the franchise of WCW and being around for over 30 years. It's crazy. You know, as as crazy as this might sound, I think I might actually have to go with Stinger on this one. And it's, you know, because again, like, Stone Cold was literally like lightning in a bottle. Everything that he did. Okay, stop, 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 stop. There's other career of Steve Austin before fucking Stone Cold. Can there you, is Steve can you, Austin. Can you actually let me finish yeah, before no, you jump in? Fucking, it's, oh, it's, but he, he was very stunning and he was very rich. Actually, EJ's point, because he, he was just talking about us being biased, but at least here he was going to be like, you're just basing it off of Stone Cold. No. But no, I know what you're getting at. Or, no, actually, I'm, I don't. I'm saying, no, I was going to say, ahead, like, what he did with the WWF that was literally like catching lightning in a bottle, being the right place, right time for him to get that push up to the main event. Thing with Steve was he was always on the precipice of the big push when it was in WCW, uh, ECW, and just for whatever reason, things didn't pan out the way they did. I'm not knocking anything that he did prior to King of the Ring 96, because a lot of it is very good quality work. I'm gonna tell you right now, and while while you touched on that subject real quick, I'll let you get back to your point. The Stone Cold Steve Austin promo that he did in ECW, sh- shitting on WCW, get fit trailing out his true feelings, to me is my favorite vignette backstage promo of all time. Just he told it like it was real, and that to me put Stone Cold on the map. I was like, holy shit, who is this dude? That is as real as it gets, and you knew he was a badass from that point on. And then you get to see that same cold, like Stone Cold, like that coldness from him, and he saw that in the promos that he did at WWF, and that's why he got over it. My well, opinion. like well. Even just look at like what he did with the Hollywood Blondes because that was never supposed to get over. It no, was it just like we got nothing for you, we got nothing for Pillman, we'll just throw you together, and you know they were getting we'll over. Let you fizzle out. They got it over on their own with their in-ring work and some of the creative shit that they threw out there as yeah. far as like promos, mannerisms, everything. 
Yeah, they got over when they weren't supposed to get over, and that was why they got broken up as quickly as they did, too. Yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, if you're looking just at the Sherman, like, the thing about Stone Cold was that, yeah, we didn't get to see him last as long as we wanted to because the motherfucker got dropped on his head. So, really, you only got, like, three years of Stone Cold Steve Austin if you really think about it. Like, just think about it. August, SummerSlam 1997, August 97, slammed on his head. Um, really, 1998, they kind of pushed him aside. 98 won the belt. And then by 99, he, they kind of slowed him down. There were always these breaks in between title runs that he would have because he couldn't wrestle because of his neck injury. So they kept having him on TV because he's fucking money. They need him. It was the Monday Night Wars. So then, like, 98, 99, that, uh, was it? Uh, yeah, right around 99, he won it again. Beat the Rock at WrestleMania 15. Kind of did a little bit, didn't do much, took him off TV, missed an entire year. All 2000, basically gone. Returns at the uh, Survivor Series 2000 for a limited period, shows up, wins the belt at WrestleMania 17, has the invasion angle, but he only wrestles at the big pay-per-views and tag team matches. Limited, limited. 2002 shows up, decides to leave for a year because <coughs> he didn't want to lose the Brock clean. Goes away for a damn near year, shows up at WrestleMania again, he's gone. So that's the thing about Steve that if you want to factor that into the equation and punish him for it, I could see that, yes. Um, I don't know, but just the fact that, God damn, dude. When he- I'm like, well, look, and, and I'm also going to say this because I'm also trying to kowtow to our moderator here, Ramsey, because he thinks that there's a Stone Cold bias on this show. There, I'm like, wait, given this matchup, I could see a legitimate reason to move Sting forward. But... I'll leave it up to y'all. Go ahead. Chris, we haven't let you talk. What? Who do you think will give you yours? Go ahead. Well, it's going to come down to what brought me back into wrestling. It wasn't Sting. It was Stone Cold. Because I, for a certain period, certain period of years, I stopped watching. And I came back in the beginning of NWO. And Sting wasn't really around at that time. He was hiding in the Raptors. But on WWE, I just kind of fell into that at the same time. And Austin... Was right after his little whatever he was doing. He's kind of what brought me really into wrestling again. So if it wasn't for what Austin was doing, that's kind of before DX and all of that was popping up. He, I remember, very crucial. I remember Sting took over the uh, the crow gimmick, and you always wait. You were waiting to see what would happen, and he just he was kind of off in the background a little bit here. It's it's because I was I was NWO, and I was Austin. And I was back and forth, but when both of those things were kind of running around. But I'm going to have to go with Austin because when it comes to memorable matches, even though Sting's had probably more, I've enjoyed Austin's matches probably more. I, like, I love, I'm just being, like, I'm trying to be objective as well here. I still got, even though I'm being objective, I still got Steve in my opinion, man. Look, I'm not going to argue that at all. Because if we want to be realistic about it, going back to what you had brought up with Sting and the NWO, it was the biggest cock tease ever. And of course, Eric Bischoff had to go and fuck it up as only Eric Bischoff could. With you know, you had 18 months of this buildup, and then you have that pinnacle moment at Starcade, and they fuck it up. Oh, dude, did they ever, man? It was the biggest with the, with the stupid finish. But it, look, it's going to be Steve Austin moving on. But go, go yeah, ahead. No, I, I, still got I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going, I'm just going to say because if you look at entrance, Stone Cold has a better entrance. Yep. In ring talent, Stone Cold, Steve Austin is a better in ring talent. He is. Um, what was it? Championship. <coughs> he, he's a 
he looks better with the belt than Sting. Um, the total package, that's a wrestler. Yeah, and that's kind of... I was being objective in this one. I was like, yeah, I got to go with Steve. I, look, I let's love, be realistic. I, like I knew Steve was moving on. I figured I would just say Sting because, like like you always you say, just don't call No, show. but I do. But the, uh, Ramsey's point, though, the face of WCW, and that's saying a lot because WCW, 83 weeks was head of WWE, and they were running wild. And where are they now? But, uh, and where are they now? Well, it, it's very easy to this point, to this, to this point is there's a... We're, next week is WrestleMania week. There's a WrestleMania week next week because Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. no Stone Cold Steve Austin. T- WWE's ain't ain't around no more. Oh, yeah. this is true. That's 100 percent true. Yeah, especially they ain't one of those Monday Night Wars. <coughs> Moving on. Going to the Region Three bracket, we got the number one, uh, the third number one seed, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Versus the number five seed, Eddie Guerrero. Kind of funny, I was listening to a Something Russell podcast so recently, and they were talking about how this was in the works of WrestleMania 22 mm-hmm. uh, before Eddie uh, all of a sudden passed away in November of uh, 05. God, you want to talk about what could have been. Shit. 100%, man, what could have been. All right, I'll 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 be objective again here, and let's just go. Let's see what we got. Let's talk about entrances. I'm going to give it to HPK for the entrance. Because even though he, he didn't change it much, it's still when that song hits, you know exactly what's happening. You know, Guerrero, he was he was the flasher. You know, he had the vehicles, he did his stuff. You know, but I said it's when that song came on, you know exactly what's gonna happen. Actually, interest is I had Eddie because Eddie would kind of change it up a little <coughs> bit from here to there, and I really enjoyed. Yeah, you to your point when you heard that music, "Sexy Boy," you did pop because, because it was just kind of and you got DX. Rocking that same boat. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't put the X in the equation. <clears throat> but all right, when I think when I think I'm of just leaving it at HBK, but the, when that, I think of, I, I've got a clean sweep for HBK, and and I gave it. Eddie the entrance, and that's the only one I gave Eddie. Well, it, I gave I gave Eddie the uh, the ring. I love the look, yeah, I, I love the low rider. I agree with you on that one. I gave him ring, and I gave him microphone. Right. Everyone else, I want for the total package. I think just because HBK stands out more memorable, unfortunately for Eddie, but there's a lot of matches I. That Eddie's I love to watch, and I, I, I have no problem rewatching. Oh, either guy, no, but, same here. In ring work was just phenomenal. I remember them both. both being covered head and toe in blood in a match here and a match there. But you know, Stone Cold and HBK, Bret Hart and HBK. Uh, at the end of it, I gotta go with HBK. Dude, well, like entrances, all right. Like I, I, I remember <coughs> Eddie entrances, like with the low rider and all kinds of other stuff. But like when you think of Shawn Michaels, you think of entering in from the rafters, I do remember zip that. lining yeah. down at WrestleMania 12. Iconic scene. You think of WrestleMania 25, where you know Undertaker descend or ascended from hell, and, he, and Shawn Michaels he descended, descended from very from unique. heaven. You know, He's just very, like very sparkly. Yeah, no, I mean. Uh, you think of WrestleMania 14, where he came out with the DX band or whatever playing him yeah. in. You know, just just things like that. Like, a lot of the entrances, Sean immediately sticks out. Or, hell, even, like, going back to when he first broke in with the Heartbreak Kid gimmick, and he came out with Sherry. And, like, you know, Sherry would accompany him to the ring, and then they get in the ring, and he'd throw her down to the ground, and then she would, like, pose as he, like, stood behind her and flexed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just things like that. Like, little things like that stick out in mind. In ring work, I think HBK's technical wrestling is very underrated. If anything, you can look back to that match with uh, Kurt Angle 
to see like his technical wrestling chops on display there. Um, even um, shoot, you mentioned the Stone Cold match. Like, okay, WrestleMania 14, he had the bad back, and he, you know, he basically. Watch, did the, the, job watch the King of the Ring 1997. But, yes, and that's yeah. what I was going to get at, because that was entertaining as hell. Literally Stone Cold sitting there in the corner looking at his watch, so to speak. <laughs> HBK laying on the ropes, like, waiting for Steve to make a move. Just That match then, was... Those two, the travesty, before Stone Cold had the neck injury and Stone Michaels had the back injury, those fuckers could go. That was a great match. Do yourself a favor, watch that one. But for Shawn Michaels... 1996 Shawn Michaels, untouchable. Greatest seeming performer of all time, as far as I'm concerned. He could do fucking anything you asked him to do. And the ropes weren't springy, by the way. When you got up on those top ropes, buyer beware, you could slip very easily. He could do anything. He could brawl. He could technical wrestle. He could do uh, high-flying moves. It's uh, Really, all three aspects. He could do it all, man. He was yep. a... That's... I mean, and, and again, the thing is, Eddie could also do that. And, and so, it, it really... I would say in-ring ability, you could call it a draw. Yeah, now I don't want to dismiss Eddie Guerrero. Before no. Eddie got the back injury, he could—he was phenomenal in the ring. I'll give Eddie that as well. But I'll say this. There's no match on Shawn Michaels' resume that matches three matches on on Eddie Guerrero's. ECW versus uh, um, when he was in ECW against Team Malenko, ECW against um, Rey Mysterio Jr., and then also WCW, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho, those three matches. There's nothing on Sean on on, on, on uh, HBK's. That's what I highly disagree. No, well, that, that, that's that's also Meltzer's. You know, yeah, fuck Meltzer. That's not even no. Meltzer's. That's like look at those matches. Technically speaking, every like on ad, all those, aspects. I'll give you numerous Shawn Michaels matches. But I just, I Shawn Michaels can't touch it. Stop. Look, I love Eddie, but. For me, I just... I love Eddie, but I have it a clean sweep. I got it with Sean. Mine's close, but Eddie didn't know HBK's got it. It just comes down to the total package for me, because... He's he's spun around. He he wore fishing lures. He was sparkly. (laughs) (laughs) His in-ring gear was the the wrestling shit. The next match is going to be the number two seed, the People's Champion, The Rock, versus (sighs) the number three seed, the Phenomenal... (laughs) AJ Styles. This is a tough one for TNK over here. Oh, oh man. damn. Yeah, no, the, 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 this is going to have to go to, to the paper. Let's see. Whew. So, let's start off with... Uh, Jeez, I'm the, okay, let's see where AJ wins in ring. Moving on. That's it. Eight rocks, clean You know, doors. it's... I'm going to give AJ total package, too, because he did it in TNA. And he came straight to Raw. I mean, to, no, to, no, dude, no. he did New Japan. He be, he was he, the first. He went from he, TNA well, yeah. to New Japan. He yeah. was the first little a little guy, not non-Japanese little guy, not like a Vader yeah. or Scott Norton, that they put the NW or the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on AJ Styles right off the bat. They don't do that for guys, especially off the bat. He did it in his debut fucking match. Uh. I could talk about the AJ Styles all day long. He's one of my favorite, top three favorite wrestlers of all time. But, I mean, the fucking Rock. Goddamn, like, just... I mean, the, Rock, the Rock's going to take entrance. He's going to take microphone with ease. Yeah. He's going to look better with the belt on him. He's going to carry the belt better than AJ will. Yeah. AJ's won belts all over the world. But I'm glad you said total package, though. Yeah, because I would, I would, package, I would I, change my mind. I would absolutely give that one to AJ as well. But I still got Rock winning three and... 
Yeah. I've got, yeah, I mean, I've got The Rock, eight to seven. But, I mean, again, you know, as far as total package, that is AJ. Because yeah. he can do it on a mic. Yeah. That was maybe that, that was maybe a knock against him in his early TNA work. Granted, he got better towards the back end of his TNA career. When he went to New Japan, he had a very successful run with Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Like, to your point, IWGP heavyweight champion. Friggin' the leader of the Bullet Club. Great on the mic. Comes to WWE. What was the thing that Vince was worried about? Didn't even go through uh, NXT at that time. Nope. Debuts in Orlando, number three, out of the Royal Rumble. When he came out, that pop was like, wow, fans recognize this guy. And for Vince to... I, I was shocked that Vince put the belt on him in his first year as a... Uh, as a WWE performer, because he was a little guy, that shocked the hell out but of me. But dude, like they put it on him, and he had banger matches on SmackDown. And he carried that promotion for, uh, carried that brand for yeah, the a champ year. That runs the camp, man. Sure. Yeah, man. Like no knock on him, but I mean, dude, The Rock. I mean, as far as yeah, who who's gonna look better with the belt? I mean, yeah, The Rock. Just look at him. You know, <laughs> I mean, great. Wait, pick your Rock. Like no, the rock maybe first, not maybe not Rocky Maivia, but pick your rock. We'll okay, talk, we'll talk about Maivia. Yeah, <laughs> now, I thought when he was a little slimmer, like the 2001 Rock when he fought Stone Cold Wrestling 17, that was probably my favorite rendition of the Rock, look wise and just microphone and skills. When he wore the T-shirt with the sweatpants and he had the glasses, that's probably my like because you know when he first debuted when he had the flashy T-shirts with the open chest and he had the, I did respect the khaki jean, uh, the khaki uh, shorts with the loafers. I respected it. Dude, chain. you wore that look <laughs> so much. Had, you, I did wear that look a lot. <laughs> oh, yes, you, you did. could not pull that look off today. At least I couldn't. I'd I try. Mean, I'd love to try it. I mean, bring I, it back. <laughs> bring it back, Kurt. Bring it back. I, I just wish a fanny pack was more respectable now. But, uh, he tries, dude, tries that black turtleneck gold chain, <laughs> them, them acid washed uh, soccer mom jeans, and the black fanny pack. Dude. And don't forget the Jerry Curl either. Right, he mean. had that Jerry Curl for a while. and um, But, God, man, The Rock. He just got in shape. He he was a big guy, six foot four, two sixty. You know his personality, his charisma. When he finally got over, and they put a mic because when he was Rocky Maivia, he was just stale. He was they wore, he wore like neon, and he well, he's a, he, he was way too much of a white meat baby face. And he had that, no personality. That was a dying breed at that time. So when he got hurt, yeah. was it was the best thing for him to get hurt. And he lost the IC belt to Owen Hart. Comes back, becomes a heel. Put a microphone in his hands. And the rest is history, as they say. So, yeah, dude, I, I love, I love me some AJ. I have nothing but love. Like to your point, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But in this particular matchup, and you gotta go with the Rock. And I'll give the Rock this, man. For the Rock's had some decent matches too. Like a couple of like the uh, latter match you had with Triple H at SummerSlam, I thought was a really good match. Obviously, the main event with Stone Cold was phenomenal. Even the Armageddon match after WrestleMania 15 was solid. Uh, now the triple threat match was kind of cheating with him, Undertaker, and Kurt Angle. Um, that was just all three of those guys just having great chemistry in the ring. But God, I love me some AJ. This is hard. TNK even's got to admit it's the People's Champion move going forward. Okay, now we're in Region Four. That right here, Region Four. Or Region Two. I'm sorry. Yes. My bad. I'm gonna have trouble in this one. Region mm-hmm. two, we got our first matchup. We got the uh, second se- second number one seed, the Nature Boy Ric Flair versus the five seed, Daniel Danielson or Daniel Bryan. And here's the thing on this one that's kind of is hard for me, difficult. I'm gonna try to be un- un- objective. Like lately, the Nature Boy, all the shenanigans that he's done recently is kind of like 
lowering points for me. And Daniel Bryan said everything he's done is increasing his value to me as time's going moved on. So let's just go to the let's go to the the paper. Yeah, pen and paper. Whew. I mean, you can't really touch Rick on championships. You can't. Use the fucking bar set, like the bar. But and, I mean, dude, entrances, because that's an interesting one, all right? God, that is a good one. Because because when you hear when you hear two thousand one, come on, Space Odyssey, yeah, and like and then you think the robe. I, I gotta go Rick with but, that too. But but then then you factor in the yes chance and that entrance. That that's, is a badass entrance when we think about it in retrospect. Yeah. Um, as far as in ring ability, that's another interesting one because I don't think. I don't think maybe a lot of the younger people realize like just how good Rick was in the ring. See, but Daniel Bryan Daniel was Bryan. very more different. He's got more more things in his arsenal. Now, to be fair to Rick, I think before... Well, I, don't, I didn't really the watch any... <laughs> I was going to say, not even before he had his back broken. I know he could still go 60 minutes, but Rick had his style of match, and it was always kind of the same match. Even though he could go for 60 minutes, and there were always well-put matches, great energy... Just the running up and down, that takes phenomenal endurance, and I give it to Rick. I think Daniel Brian Danielson has such a, a unique, the way he could beat you differently. Rick Flair always kind of had a cheat and some shenanigans to win, but that was just his character. Right. Um, I got I got Brian Danielson for in-ring, which is crazy because Rick is, was one of the best in the ring. I will give him that. I got Daniel in the ring, too. I got Flair with the championship. I got Mike. As much as I like, I, I got Flair on the on the mic. See, I can go back and watch those nineteen eighties, the late, the mid to late eighties NWA uh, no pro, Rick promos, and they are legendary. They are funny as shit, and I no one, up laughing. no one really, no random people out there are gonna quote Daniel Bryanson. They're gonna quote <laughs> Flair, <laughs> so, Brian Danielson. Whatever his fucking name. Man, I thought when Brian, no, now Brian, uh, Brian Danielson, to his point, I thought had some very good promos no, and on very the memorable ones, and I think he's great on the microphone. Uh, now, when he came back and he's like, "If you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you," and I thought that was a phenomenal promo, and I had to give that Brian Danielson pro uh, props on that one because he really got me over for that. And lately, even at AEW, what he's doing now, he's. I think he's doing great on the mic, but Ric Flair, come on, those '80s, those '80s promos, oh, dude. Know. Flat out say he makes virgins bleed on air on a PG air. He's like, oh, you know, in TNA he even went back and he's like, oh, fuck. he's basically like, I fuck all these women twice on Sunday except for the fat ones. <laughs> like just, like, I was like, God, Rick. Like, yeah. I, putting it to paper, man, and goddamn, I love Ric Flair. I got it eight seven Danielson. Same here. Y'all both got Brian Danielson going ahead? I had it 8-7 Rick. Okay. There y'all go. Our first upset. I, it, you know, like, again, as far as the total package, mm -hmm. and again, like, Rick, I mean, Rick had the package. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, dude, I, Rick is a face to me, never struck as much of a chord as Rick is a heel. Danielson, on the other hand, is such a good baby face. And such a good heel too. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the planet's champion. Like he got he got a lot better on the mic and his in, in like as his career has gone on. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I gave Mike to Rick because yeah. I mean dude, nobody can cut a promo like him. But dude, Danielson got a lot better at that as his career has gone on. <coughs> like I said, like whether he's a face or a heel, you believe what he's saying. 
You buy into it. Um, entrances, that I think that was the one that was like the rubber match and the deal breaker. And again, I, I just I go back in my mind to being in the crowd at WrestleMania 30 <laughs> and just seeing the entire Superdome, arms waving in the air going yes, and just... I thought I was going deaf listening yeah, to that pop, man. Like, go up that one. It's it, it's very tough. It is very tough. No, but I think as far as like the in ring work, and, and and as far as the total package, I. I mean, because if you go back and you think about like the Ric Flair, I mean, aside from the Ricky the Steamboat matches and maybe the mod, one or two Macho Man matches he had, Harley Race. Uh, uh, but I'm just Dusty, talking like. I mean, those are great. Feuds, but where the match quality is themselves there, like you know what I'm talking about. Four five star Funk, matches. I mean, yeah, that was actually a good match. That uh, the hardcore match they had in '89 on the Clash of the Championships or whatever it was the old street fight match. Back when I was in grammar school. Uh, but yeah, Brian Danielson, he's killing it right now, and we've been killing it for the last what, ten years. So, but I, I had Rick, but y'all had to have done okay. Are, are we are, 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 are we are we killing Randy James over here? Anything, I don't think he's a Brian Danielson fan. Oh, I think he's one of the best wrestlers right now. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a great wrestler. But from what I've seen when I was young, I haven't. I don't know if you guys were at WrestleMania. I remember seeing being in the Superdome, where half the Superdome was empty in the '80s, and then when Ric Flair music hit up, you saw. Everyone oh. run to the fucking arena, uh, the Cajun, not to miss that shit. Oh, uh, the Raging Cajun or whatever it was called. Yeah, because <laughs> when his entrance hit, everybody come. Biggest heel of all time, one of the biggest heels. Everyone flock because it's Ric Flair. And that's how I feel because, like, when even when Rick was in his older stage with, in Raw, like the young guys when they wrestled Ric Flair, like I'm wrestling who? They got that extra pep in their step. They're like, "Holy shit, I'm wrestling Ric Flair tonight." Even yeah. though Ric Flair was kind of a like, he was just kind of a shell of himself at the time. He was fought Triple up. H had to pump him up, man. Yeah. Like, dude, you are the fucking nature boy, man. Like, you're yeah. the guy that all these other guys in the locker room want to be. Like, exactly. they want, they hope that they could have half the career that but you had. That's why I gave like, it to her just for what time. Only a fraction of the STDs. Y'all spoke, so yeah. He, he, so, but I just say this for me. Like if it was me, what was the, was the first one? Entrance. 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 I have Rick. Ric Flair. Entrance yeah. is one of the best of all time. Well, see yeah. the reason the reason Entrance took it from me was because of audience participation. The audience is doing stuff when when Danielson comes out. This, Flair, you just watch in awe. This is why I'm like, Kurt Angle. Everyone says you suck. I mean, look, I'm not going to say it's your guy's decision, yeah. but I'm just going to tell you. The heyday of Ric Flair, people go run, go watch his entrance. The robe is just, it was more of it a, was a, a show. show. It was a show. I, it dude, was a show. That's why I gave him interest, too. So, I just was, a lot that was of, just for look, me. In ring, in ring, Daniel Branson is hands down a better technician in the ring. Hands down. Now, the um, championship... Ric Flair just well, oozes yeah. championship. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think I, I think everybody gave that one to Flair. There, there was no sixty-seven whatever champion. You guys. Microphone. That's I think hands all down. of us gave it to Flair too. But the total package, that's that's Ric Flair. I want total package too, Flair. I have Flair because so. that's what everyone strives off of is what the Flair. The Flair. Everybody wants to be Flair. 
Uh, I was just so, but no, hey man, it's, it's all good. good. It's, it's, it's all, all good. about matchups. Hey, yeah, exactly. It's, we're, it is all about matchups, and that is very good. So let's let's move on. <laughs> so you got the number two seed, Macho Man Randy Savage. Randy's I'm, I'm about to argue this this feud. I know this. And the number six seed, Chris's favorite, the Viper, Randy Orton. You know what, Kurt? Mm-hmm. Put your pen down. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to decide which argument was better. Macho Man or Randy Orton? That's funny because he knows I was going Macho Man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, uh, so, so know, we already know. We already know who's going to go for Macho Man. We already know who's going to go for Randy Viper. Convince us. So let's. Yeah, go ahead. Speak. Well, I'll run down the thing. All right, entrance. I'm gonna go Orton because one, I like the song better. Two, same thing. Same same thing because. Even though Hale or Bay, even when he's trying to be a bad guy, the crowd still mimics when he does that little freaking silhouette up on the um, on the corner. If you actually watch it back, people do the same no, shit. They do, they do the whole pose. They did the, do whatever the yeah. Atlas pose, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. They do it. Macho comes out, he does the same thing that, you know, Brad Harden spins in a circle. Mm-hmm. He has better ring gear, much better ring gear. Very flashy. But um, I like the song that Horton comes out of. Every song he's had, I like it. Mm-hmm. Macho's man, that was the 80s. That's the stuff they had back then, you know? I give it that. In ring, that's a massive touch-up, a massive toss-up. But I'm still going to go with Orton because he got thrown in the industry, he picked it up, and he is more diverse. Plus, it comes down to the finisher. Macho, you got on the rope, you pointed to the skies, you kind of know what was going to happen. Orton, you don't know when the match is going to end. He's got more memorable finishes than Macho has in the time he's been doing it. Uh, championships, got to go to Macho. Even though Orton's got the look, Macho Man has that belt, that spin, the attire that goes with the belt. He carried the belt when he had it. He didn't have as many times as Orton did, yeah. but I think he carried the belt better when he had it. Mike Skills, they're two different personalities, so it's hard to do compare it, but... But Macho talked, you listened. Randy always talked with a lower cue. You still listen, but it was Macho that I think had the better mic skills. Now, when it comes to the total overall package, I'm going to go with Orton for same thing as with the pops with the fans, but the RKOs when he hits it. You know, he's got way more belts, I think, than Macho kind of has in, in, the, in, the, in the scheme. Macho has done a lot of stuff. Randy has had several factions that have been successful. He's had several tag teams that have actually done pretty well. You know, They both had their behind-the-scenes controversy, some a little worse than the other. But that's kind of how I went with that because I just, you know, whatever. I, just, I think that in the ring, he's more entertaining now than when he was. But for someone who started off not knowing what the, he was doing with his life, to be where he is now, and if you know, if you watch the documentaries about Orton and stuff like that, and just how well he does behind the scenes, but it's just the, the amount of effort he puts into that match, I think gives him a little more edge over Macho when it comes to the in-ring stuff. Even though Macho knows what the shit he's doing in that ring, and according to some of the other stuff, he actually makes sure that everything is on par in that ring. Okay. But you know he. Uh, you, you just kind of look at other aspects about it. I appreciate you helping me make some of my argument for him. I was going to say, if, 
Um, no, I, no, I, no, but, no, but to be fair to Chris, I thought that was very well said, and he gave his points, and I liked it. But, I, I will say this. Where where, do, where does uh, Randall Keith Orton have uh, Randy Savage beat? I'll give him this. He has a better finisher. I will say the RKO is amazing because it legit can happen out of nowhere. Yes. And there's so many memorable spots of him hitting that move out of nowhere. I mean, it became a meme for Christ's sake. It is amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll give you the fact that he looks better with the belt. He's got a number of championship, a number more championships to his credit, um, more tag success, more you know whatever. He's got Randy there. Um, entrance, yeah. Randy Orton has great music, but goddamn, when pomp <coughs> and circumstance comes on, it's a freaking graduation song, and yet Randy Savage made it his own. Oh when that it, because. <laughs> The thing is, he was the madness, but there was a grace and elegance to when he came out to the ring, whether it be with the big flashy robes or later on with the cowboy hat and the, the, the jacket with tassels and everything like that. There was an elegance to him when he came out, and there was an elegance to the way he performed in the ring. As far as in-ring work... Um, I would give the advantage to Savage. Why? Because, yes, he could be technical when needed, he can brawl when needed, but he could also do more of the aerial stuff mm -hmm. than Randy Orton can. As far as total package, again, I'm going to give it to Randy Savage because, let's face it, whether he was a heel or a face, he was entertaining as shit. He could pull off both of them very well. Randy Orton, hell of a heel, boring as fuck. Fuck as a face, and nobody cares. That that's my, that's the one argument that I had for a Savage. Now, and I like Chris's points. I'm a big time Randy Savage fan, but I'm trying to see from Chris's perspective and kind of agree with. Yeah, that's my perspective. But, I'll fucking leave. <laughs> but like, but to me, Randy Savage could do both. I, I thought he thing. was a better heel, but damn it, he was a great face too. And which I like them both. Cause I like them both as heels. You know, I like Randy Orton as a heel. You know, his matches are done differently. I like the way it's done. But so I prefer, you have to be a better heel. It's easy to be a face sometimes. It's much harder to make the, the fans hate you. Because even when you're being a heel, both See, of them both of them get turned into faces. I'm not behind that. that. That used to be a way I thought about it too. But man, you know how hard it is to be a baby face to get fans to cheer you, to keep you interested enough to keep cheering you? I never thought Orton really had that. I thought for a brief period he almost had it. When he started doing the Viper uh, thing, when he was trying to be almost like the next Stone Cold for a while, when he was kind of turned into a face, or um, but they tried to do him. Well, like, right, yeah, think of it like this too: in an era of Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan being the quote unquote number one draw, yeah. and and the person with the biggest clout, the only person that ever really challenged his his spot at number one, and you could say Ultimate Warrior, and I'll say fuck you, you're wrong. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. But the only one that he legit felt threatened by was Savage. Savage. Well, and that's and that in part played into a lot well, see, of Savage, the their two, behind the scenes. Savage fear. is also gonna be a two person thing because he had had Miss Elizabeth and Shirley with him. Randy Orton runs alone. <laughs> 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 I was just writing down what uh, Ramsey put. Um, you gonna share with the fucking class? We passing. Yeah, now. he was like, because he was given. Uh, he gave you know three two. Um, I know Macho Man's going to win because y'all are all up his wiener. No. Uh, really? You went the other way? It was way? basically like Randy Savage, Randy Orton, Randy Orton 3-2, but then all of a sudden Ramsey's like, Randy Orton by RKO. 
So, <laughs> Ramsey is a natural heel on this show, and Orton probably, when you talk about greatest heels of all time, probably has Macho in that category, but I loved Macho as a heel, but he was also a phenomenal face. Let's, let's also look at Randy Savage's track record at Mania, because... If you want to look at from WrestleMania three all the way until, his what iconic matches has Randy Orton really had? Like, go. Let's just start from there. I'm not saying he wasn't good in ring talent. I thought he was sloppy a lot and he was kind of lazy and he would just kind of just wait for the finish and hit a finishing move and bam, got pin. I'm out. Well, so, I, I know. I know the biggest complaint with him back in the day was he didn't take bumps. He really did. He bitched and, a lot too about it. I'll say this: I had it with Randy Savage had the in ring talent because. The the one match Randy Savage had Randy Orton has not had never had a match to come to compare with it. Savage versus uh, Steve 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 Steve. So there's that. in-ring talent entrance. I'm sorry, it's fucking graduation theme versus fucking uh, Randy Savage. I just when it hits, I just I don't know. I just I just like how like Gordon comes out. He doesn't need anything. No shirt. He doesn't it, need robes. It's cool, and we were in the doesn't crowd when they crown. actually did an actual band for it. It was cool, but dude, when you're pomp and circumstance, I know it's so corny, but yet Macho made it. Cool. He made it work. It just worked for him. See, or, or, you know, Flash is this. You don't need no fucking fishing lures or tassels hanging off of him. He comes out there. Thing gets is, shit done. thing is, yeah, he does. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily need the tassels and all that shit. He could fucking get over Macho without it. Makes Macho makes tassels work. Like it just works. So I, I also gave the, the mic work to 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 Randy Savage. I gave him in ring and, and mic work to Randy Savage, and that was a push for for uh, mic work. But the overall package, if you put a title on fucking Randy Orton, you put a title on Macho Man. You Randy think about just just looks like a champion. Which one, Orton? Yeah, you, Orton. You, you say Randy? See, okay, y'all are both confusing me. When I think of championships, I gotta go Savage because when I see him with that IC belt, I was like, he just fucking looks it. And then when he put the big wing, uh, the big eagle, or sorry, the winged eagle, the winged eagle, actually that's my favorite belt. It just works. It's just iconic to me. Both those belts on him now. Orton, yeah, he might, based on his physique, might look like a champion, but I still go Savage. I mean, I get, like they said, I gave like my scoring. I gave RKO the win in in, in, in championships. But yeah, to me, more, everything yeah. else, everything else to me, it's, it's savage. So you're going to be our tiebreaker no, here. No, it's, there's, it's between us two to choose it. So no, it's four. So you know what that means? It's two, two. Get a quarter. It's two, two. Get a quarter. Um, Just one of y'all were a married couple. <laughs> no, we did. Uh, we I actually... said convince us to who's going to choose. Oh, I don't know where Ramsey's going to be in this one, but I'm actually kind of glad he is. All right, here's the doubloon. Uh, is it Randy on one side or Randy on the St. other Patrick's side? St. Patrick's Day doubloon. Leprechaun's heads and the St. Patrick's Day clover is uh, tails. tails. So whoever wants to be the... I say savage uh, heads. What's the fucking head? The leprechaun. <laughs> okay. Sa- savage is... Savage is the leprechaun. I'm not doing the... I'm not catching it flipping okay, it. Okay, hit the ceiling fan. Let it go across the fucking room. Make this an adventure. <laughs> I, I gotta retrieve the motherfucker, man. We'll never so, see that the blue. We'll, we'll, we'll never see that the blue again. <laughs> I suck at doing this shit. Give me that damn coin. Let Ramsey do it. He's the. It counts. It counts. You touched it. No, it don't. Maybe it does. I don't know. What is it? It is heads. The leprechaun. 
Leprechaun. Randy Savage. Just bullshit. Boom! I have a Leprechaun fucking lip suit. So Leprechaun was going to win no matter what. <laughs> hey, we could say that Randy took this match by hair. Uh, oh, shit. It was a fucking 30-minute conversation for just one match. <laughs> Made it interesting. Made it interesting because I, I was just going to be like, so... Well, it's, it's, it's easy just to go with the one. But I'm glad that you were here for this. Well, I said, Macho Man is going to win just by the fucking uh, Slim Jim commercials. Because that's what you people... He's a household name, Randy Orton. Is Every not. kid... How many kids fucking climbed the sofa and threw a goddamn flying elbow? I did. Most of my friends did. I didn't. I how many people right now do fucking RKOs? In the okay, fucking pool. Yeah, that, that see, now that, that, that's a bad... Yeah, that, that was a bad argument. Okay. But how many people... <laughs> let, me ask you, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. For legit, legit... Who has the best finishing move? We already answered that earlier. It's I'm just, RKO. I'm, okay, yeah. so I'm just saying. I love the flying I could have been nasty. I love the flying I'm, elbow, I'm, too, but the thing but is, yeah, I know you can see it coming a mile away. RKO out of nowhere. RKO out of nowhere. How many kids, how many people, are, everybody still goes, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Like, my dog's, my dog's do giving me shit at RKMO on the couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still do that to this day. I'll always do it. I worry about you now. Yeah, All right, so now good. we're in the Elite Eight. In the Elite uh, Eight. Go to the next slide. I'm out of paper. Nope. You got oh, it. you Hold broke on. it. Go, go. Hit. Uh-oh. No, you broke it. Spoilers. Don't press up the next button. No, no, no. I could, uh, put such pain, too. Sorry, we're experiencing technical difficulties. You're not updated. Why you're not updated? Oh, Oh, there see. we go. Oh, there we go. And, oh, yeah, that's right. We're at the Elite Eight now. So, ooh. we got the number one overall seed, Chris Jericho, versus the number three seed, Mick Foley. Um, oh, this is this is pretty much, unfortunately, easy for me. Yep. Well, let's just, hold on. I got to write it down. I, I don't even have I'm to. Not, I'm not wasting ink. Really, really cool. All right, damn it. It's... Mick, uh, <laughs> For me, mankind, all he's got is microphone. For me, but everything else, Jericho clean sweet. The fact that you even gave him microphone—that's that's very nice of you. Yeah, Jericho. Oh, Jericho's <laughs> phenomenal microphone. I just think of the old vignettes and just what he could do with whatever personality. Just the promo he him. put out last Wednesday <laughs> what was about, phenomenal. Was very <laughs> what about what about the conspiracy victim vignettes that Jericho? Okay, now had, you're huh? talking about harsh. You know damn well I love the fucking '98 Jericho. You know that. Oh, uh, we uh, did, did we just bypass it completely? We're not even going to discuss it? Or? No, we can. We talked about it enough. We talked about it enough. Like, yeah, holy this, shit. This, okay, this so the next move, Kurt The next matchup, the next Elite Eight is... Oh, shit. Ah, that's no, why. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was like... I'm about to say, go back. No, no. Let me see. I forgot it was touchscreen. I forgot his fucking computer's fucking touchscreen. I know, touch I forget about it as well. Stop <laughs> touching stuff. What the fuck? Most people's computers aren't. All right. Okay, well, so I didn't need the mouse all this time. Fuck. Yeah, well, so, so we're moving Jericho on. Yeah, because yeah, we need yeah. to finish discussing it. But okay, no, thank you. Yes, we'll do it the next one when he gets. Oh, uh, wow. another the next elite eight uh, is going to be the four seed Kurt Angle versus number two seed Stone Cold Steve Austin. Two. Now you want to talk about a rivalry? <laughs> See, I'm I'm going to be the weird one of this because I'm going to go. It's going to overall probably be Angle for me. Ooh. But one, he's, he, he's been in it longer. He's more technical in the ring. It's Stone Cold's got his promos, but when you put those two together, Angle always stood out to me. You know? But like the, what, com the comedy gimmicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his, again, his, his, it's, it it's, wasn't fair because Austin at that time was limited with the neck injuries by the time he well, wrestled for Angle. You, you do what you got. He, he did what he had, what he had. 
Angles had how many goddamn injuries, you know? True that, So, too. I mean, he still did what he did. I mean, you never saw Stone Cold doing a moonsault off the top rope, you know? We don't need to. No, hopefully not, Dan. We don't need to. No. We need to see some middle fingers and a fucking uh, kick to the stomach. Who, you, and the who do you got, Randy? Parsons, reveal mine. Because I have, right now, and I'm tied up, and I have one more ranking to give, and that would be the tiebreaker for me. Oh, man. I just was curious with, if you already... Uh, no, I, I was like, do I need to write it down? Apparently, I do. So, cause... championships, I have Kurt Angle. At Kurt Angle on championship. I got him on technicality. Entrances, I have Stone Cold. Microphone, Stone Cold. Uh, what do I have? In ring, I have Kurt Angle. Total package is where I'm. I'm like, I'm struggling. See, I gave I gave Angle for total package. Because you know, Austin was a WWE thing. Angle went to TNA and still did good over there, or whatever you want to call good. Stop shaking your head over there. You can sit in the corner. He doesn't. Austin, if you bring hey, up, he's already bring Austin up, head was legit in WCW. He was. Austin was legit going back into Dallas, into the Sportatorium. I'm not saying he wasn't. <clears throat> I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, you know what? People forget how good in ring was. He was the ring master. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm I have, not arguing he wasn't. I have it. I have it. Eight seven. Steve Austin. Yeah, I'm going Steve with this one too. And as far as total package goes. Again, like to the point that Ramsey brought up earlier, there is no WrestleMania or WWE without Stone Cold exactly. Steve Austin. Um, Kurt Angle went to TNA. Is TNA? I mean, I know it's still a thing, but not really. It's still around, but did he so... did he revolutionize TNA? Did no. he did he lift oh. it up to another level? No. Sorry, he didn't. And I love Kurt. I, and as far as like in ring work. He could run laps around Steve Austin, and I love Steve but Austin's in-ring abilities. Steve Austin but... was phenomenal before the neck injury, or well, yeah. very good in the ring. Yeah. But then again, Kurt, Kurt's Kurt, so yeah, I know. Kurt that came was in problem. with a neck injury. That's why I gave. I still give it in-ring by by hair to Kurt Angle. But yeah, let's move it on. The next goals. Elite Eight matchup, we got the Heartbreak Kid and Shawn Michaels at the one seed versus the two seed, the People's Champ, The Rock. Now this is a. Kind of, I really kind of wish we had gotten a match between these two in their respective primes. Damn, man. Holy crap, I can't believe it. I, I was completely 100% objective on this one, even though, to me, Sean... 96 Shawn Michaels is my favorite, and I love Shawn Michaels. I'm very biased for Shawn Michaels. But based on these categories and rankings, I got The Rock, I got The Rock, too. I got The Rock. And so, Mike, Rock, um, as far as who looks better with the belt, Rock. Rock, yeah. Entrances, entrances, Rock. rock. Yeah, like, you hear him. If you smell like... And the place goes. And even when they shit. changed it up, I still enjoyed that. Uh, that the Hollywood, Hollywood uh, yeah, thing. I it was yeah. still cool too. I was like, damn. Like, I mean, look, in-ring ability that goes to HBK. Sean. Total package that goes to HBK. Yeah, I saw that one too. And everything else, I had the Rock. Yeah, had the Rock. Damn. The rock moves on. Keep you rolling. I got nothing to say about that. that that's our matchup. Mm. Our next matchup is the 5C, Daniel Bryanson 
Where the fuck his name is now? Brian Danielson. Danielson. What the fuck? Do, do I need to be like uh, like I'm your Japanese translator? Do I well, need dude, to be your in WWE? He was Daniel Bryan. Now he's Brian Danielson. I get it confused all the time too. I'm being fair to you. <clears throat> oh, I'm just. Let me introduce I this. Sh- how how normally how how a Greek should do it. The number five seed Brian Danielson, who looks like a fucking goat, versus the number two seed the Greek goddess Macho Man Randy Savage, who eats goats for a living. There we go. So does that sound biased or what? Yeah. Well, well, That's well. a little Greek shout on me. I don't care who wins. I don't like either one of them. So you're saying he's a goat. He's a goat like a goat. <laughs> See, we made that work, though. Entrances, in-ring, I'll give it to Brian Danielson. Everything else I'm giving to Savage. Who looks better with a championship belt around their waist? Savage. Who has a total package? Savage. Who's better on the mic? Savage. While y'all think that over, I'm going to go grab another Coke. But, uh, you might as well grab one too while you're up. Might as well. Do you have any chips or snacks, maybe? No. I'm parched. <laughs> you're famished. If you're parched, <laughs> you drink. This is almost done. You well, let's hear Chris. What... what you got your ring. Yeah, Randy left. I may actually have an opinion that matters. No, go ahead. Give me yours, because basically I have the entrance. I still got the entrance for Daniel Bryan. Okay. Because I, I do. Granted, I'm not a big fan of what Macho had. Granted, he came out very similar to the way Flair came out. It was similar entrances. Yeah. They did their thing. They did the slow walk. They did the strut, the spin, or whatever. Bryan Danielson gets the crowd with him, moving with him, interacting with him. I give him that technicality in the ring. Brian Danielson is way more senior when it comes with how he does what he does in the ring. Not that Macho Macho is what he is, but I think Danielson, even like to this day, I think he Danielson. <laughs> I think he puts on better matches now. But then again, the wrestling you have now is not the wrestling you had back then. It's a whole different level. You know, title, you gotta put it on Macho because he just he, he fucking made it work. You know, Mike, still going to Macho. But overall package, I still go to Danielson because he's he's been all over the world. He's worked. He's won championships all over the world. I think even in half-assed matches, he puts on better matches. Now, as much... And here's the thing, man. I was never that big Brian Danielson fan during the S movement. But he's grown on me so much in these last, like, four years. I couldn't reach the box. I don't want to um, kick it. I couldn't, it I couldn't reach now, to, to kick this, just to get this over with, and this is hard for me to do this, and uh, Ravish and Randy, you're not going to want to hear this, Go ahead. but I got Brian Danielson, man, 8-7. I thought championships, I gave it to Savage. Entrances, I actually gave it to Brian Danielson. I, I gave it to Danielson, too? T- uh, total package, I gave it to Savage. Microphone, this is what confuses me, because you remember those old promos, but Randy Savage, as awesome as they were, just kind of was entertaining as shit, just screaming into a microphone, and I loved it, and I remember them profuse. But I thought Brian Danielson could cut a hell of a promo in the ring, just talking low or whatever. Whatever, if he was a heel or a face, he didn't always scream. And obviously, in the ring, I had Brian Danielson, and I thought Savage was great in the ring as well. And I, th- I love the old promos of Randy Savage, Mean Gene Oakland, or some of my favorites. But uh, I had eight seven Brian Danielson. So Danielson moving on. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I guess it's only fair. Ah. Yeah, I guess it's only fair. All right, so we got. Wow. 
This is where our Stone Cold Steve Austin bias hey, might not go the way Ramsey thinks it's going to go. It's the final four. Yeah. So, first uh, first matchup in the final four, we got the number one overall seed, Chris Jericho, going up against the two seed, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Damn, man. Yeah, I'm not allowed to give it a total sweep for Jericho. Okay, now, if you want to elaborate you on gotta that. you got to explain. If you want to elaborate on that, because I don't know if Randy v- voted yet, or if he already has his well, idea. Well, like I said, you come to entrances, there's no doubt Stone Cold is not the most memorable one out there. But when you come to Jericho and the amount of entrances, on a damn cruise boat, Jericho came out to his song, and the entire crowd sang the song. No one can sing a shattering glass. Hmm. They can try. When they had Disturbed doing it for a while, I kind of like that version of the song. But when Chris Jericho comes out, whatever version song he has, Break the Walls, Down, Fozzy, anything in between. Or even uh, Pearl Jam, Even Flow, yeah, or like so, the knockoff version of it in WCW. So it was great, you know, now coming with a championship. Jericho rocking the AEW belt looked good, you know. Stone Cold never really wore his belt. He changed his belt. So you had to be so iconic he had a flaming skull belt. Jericho wore belts in multiple Smoking companies. Smoke, whatever, I don't give a shit. So he wore he wore belts. He 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 wore the belt, made it look good. You know, he's won way more than Stone Cold. Mike skills. Jericho as a heel, as a face, I feel stands out every time. Okay. You now Stone Cold has had great promos, but time wise, Jericho's done it much more. Think of well, all right. I'll, I'll pick you back. Did you already I'll, pick. I'll, your I mean, I'm going Jericho, but I'm okay. gonna piggy. I'm gonna piggyback on a few of. Now, I'll let you talk what you're gonna talk because here's what Ramsey's gonna think. Automatically assume I chose Stone Cold, and here's. But but what, real quick, real quick, just to piggyback on a few of the things that Chris brought up is that yes, as iconic as Stone Cold's entrances, fact that Chris Jericho wrote, performed, his his entrance in AEW, and the fact that everybody without prompting. Started singing his song, and now even as a heel, they still sing his song. I mean, that speaks volumes. As far as championships, okay, you want to talk about a guy that literally has had every, it's kind of changed his body type in multiple ways to win multiple different championships, going from a cruiserweight champion to a mid card champion to a heavyweight champion. And then, like, going to New Japan and thinking that I had to get bigger. I got to bulk up a little bit more so I could be a little bit more of a believable heel. Transitions over to AEW, becomes their inaugural champion, and just brought legitimacy and made that belt look good. Uh, Just the fact that he's been able to cross a variety of different barriers, even just his mic skills, okay? How many different catchphrases does Jericho have? Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, the Monday Night Delight, the freaking you name like all the different catchphrases that Y2J, he's come up with. Pain, pain maker. Yeah. The influencer now is his new one. Yeah, I mean Le Champion. You know, when you think Dude is my the list. Exactly. <laughs> when you think of Stone Cold, what's his biggest like uh contribution as far as uh, what? Or like catchphrases. What? No, that wasn't even the... Gr- what? Or, when I have my turn, I'll talk. Or, yeah. you know, that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets... I mean, like he's got he's got a lot of classic ones, but when you look at the list of Jerichos versus, like, the handful of Stone Colds, I, just, again, I, I got to give that to Jericho. I think Jericho 
takes a clean sweep in this one. Okay. In my opinion. Now. Kirk, we're out of time. What thing do you next week? <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. I'm going to tell you why I chose the way I chose. Either way, Jericho moves on, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you my picks. You might be surprised. Championships, obviously, Jericho. He's done it in multiple promotions. He's done it for over 30 years. He only held the Cruiserweight. No, he held the Cruiserweight and Television Championship in WCW. Came to WWE. Never thought he would be a world champion. Lo and behold, he's your first Universal and who, or and, Undisputed. And who did he beat? And who did he beat? Yeah, he beat the Rock and Stone Cold. And the same, same night. night. <laughs> and, but so. wait, boy, and let, let's actually rewind a little bit because when they did that tease, I think it was at uh, Oh, Penn he technically State. won it during Monday Night Raw, and then Herb Edner had to come back out. and then But that pop, when he won the belt for that brief hour. Yeah. That was what proved to Vince that, okay, I can put the belt on Jericho and people will buy it and believe it. Yeah, because that pop, when he won that, when they thought he won the belt Monday Night Raw, was insane. So yes, championships, Jericho. Entrances, Jericho. Because Break the Walls Down is probably my favorite rocks, like wrestling theme song, and I listened to the shit out of that when I was a teenager, and I still love that song. That's probably my number one favorite music entrance. And yes, Judas is pretty good too, but I love Break the Walls Down. Now, uh, in ring, yes, I'll probably go Jericho because just what he could do in the ring back from ECW, traveled the country, cruiserweight, great in the ring, no denying it whatsoever. He could work a variety of styles. Yeah. You could put him with any, but so could Stone Cold in any his day type too. of wrestler. Yep. But Stone Cold, but, uh, but Jericho could do Frankensteiners yeah. off the top rope and all. Jericho this could work the lucha, the lucha style. style. Yes, that's what I'm giving him a pass yeah. on. Microphone, I got Steve because I just thought Steve could cut a promo no matter what. And let me tell you something. Jericho might have had those little whatever nuggets that you talk about. I told a rock and roller, and yeah, people try and um, yeah, you know, trash beating ho, ho, whatever, all that stuff. And the crowd did cheer, like, did say it when he said it. But my God, when you hit two grand slams, you know, Austin three sixty, yeah, I'll and then you, I'll also, give that. I'll give you that. Then uh, that's the bottom line. And eventually, what and whatever. That's why I gave it to uh, Stone Cold. Total package. I had Stone Cold just to look everything of a champion. But the other three categories. Chris Jericho, I had it for. So all three of us went Jericho. You want to hear an actual funny story about Jericho? First time I met him? Yeah. He was actually down there before running Royal Rumble because he was actually doing signings at uh, one of the major videos when they had, you know, videos. Yeah, stores. I was there for the ECW days. And um, this was ECW. He was actually in, in uh, WWE. Because mm-hmm. he was actually was all over because my uncle was doing detail. We're hanging out with Jericho. He was actually looking at all the wrestling DVDs. So I was talking to him, whatever, just, you know, me and my cousin bullshitting with him. And I'm like, so man, so he just had his own DVD come out. I said, oh, because he was there, he was there signing him. I said, so when are you gonna be actually on one of these wrestling DVDs? He goes, he goes oh, I said, one of the champion ones. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, looked at me, he goes, wait a little bit. And then not soon after that happened was when he won the freaking universe. He won the uh, un- the whatever the first unified the champion. champion. <laughs> like, huh. So he he knew a little bit ahead of time because he kind of gave me a little hand. He goes, just just wait, I'll be on one of the covers of one of these things very soon. So Ramsey, <laughs> to your point. Because he probably thought Austin was going to win this whole damn thing. I was like, matchups. Jericho was, well, I don't want to reveal it until we go through the finale. We'll see what happens, and I'll reveal that tidbit later. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. We got tidbits in here? Well, we'll see how it unfolds. We got tiddly bits. I'll see how it unfolds. Okay. All right. Uh, Your next matchup's going to be the number two seed, the People's Champion, The Rock, versus number five seed, Brian Danielson. That little short looking goat motherfucker. Danielson. Do I detest some envy in your voice that he's made it this far? 
Yes. It's all about matchups, dude. It's all about matchups. Oh, shit, man. I already got the rock and three of them, so damn. So we got one, one vote rock. I got rock on four of them, unfortunately. Same. Thank God. We're all just saved. <laughs> so that leads to our finale. So you actually got no one you want to talk about, like, about that? Okay. You want to talk about Okay. Oh, I don't well, care. no. Well, I mean, we can chat a bit. We like, chatted a lot about it, but yeah, I mean. Uh, like, honest, like, realistically, uh, on paper, in-ring ability, you automatically give that to Danielson. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Bam. Automatically. But, I mean, entrances, Okay. I know I brought up how iconic WrestleMania 30 was and the whole yes chant, yes chant, yes chant. Mm -hmm. But for every one of those, I could sit there and say, look at the number of entrances The Rock has had like, where when his music hits, it's even been gone dude, for a while. It blows the roof off the place. That's what I was going to say. As much as the yes chants were great, that pop when you heard The Rock's theme song kick on. Think, of, think of when blew, he was blew, announced blew on Raw as a special guest host of WrestleMania 27. Oh my God! Now, uh, for the Atlanta one, yeah, that that Monday Night Raw when he returned, holy shit, dude! They gave him twenty four minutes, no commercials. When he did that segment with the New Day, when he comes out in the uh, out of the the SUV and he's just kind of walking, taking his time, that the I would love to know what the ratings were that night. Just unbelievable. Well, he was the first person that actually went into the crowd and gave fans a live microphone. He talked to the microphone. The yeah. Who are you supposed to be? Who are you supposed to be? He's like, I know Vince was hating. He's only oh, got Vince away with that one. You cannot give a fan a live microphone. So it's like, he's the rock. He's got it. Not he's going to call him Winter Boney and smack him. I mean, but who who's going to look better with the belt? Yeah, I'd say even, even rock in his slimmer days, I think just looks... More like a believable champion if you put the belt on him. He never really wore it around his waist. He always had a unique look where he would wear it kind of more behind his shoulder, covering his back, which I thought was kind of cool. But he just looked cool with the belt, and I thought from that aspect, yeah. Um, total package. I mean, again, you give it to The Rock. The dude oozes charisma. Yeah. I mean... The dude has a captive ball. He doesn't even have to speak into the mic. You see a mic in his hand, and all he's got to do is... Lean back to get ready to do the whole if you smell and everybody's ready for it. Like, so the difference, you know, Brian Danielson, Brianson, um, never wrote his words on his arm that one time when Cena called him out on a lot of TV because, uh, like, high, high definition, he comes today, he's got all of his promos on his arm, yeah. and Cena comes out there and calls him out on it on live TV. You can see <laughs> that as a, as you can literally see in Rock's face and him breaking character. He's like, you bastard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. It's like, I mean, and he, he's a transcendent talent. You, you know, you really look at, like, Vince has been trying to chase another Stone Cold, another Rock. But to be fair to them, like, those guys were allowed to have kind of, like, creative control of what they were allowed to say. Not everything so damn scripted. I don't know if oh, you'll yeah. be able to get those guys anymore. Well, it's, it's according to what Roman Reigns, he says apparently him and Brock are not even scripted when they go out there now. They're allowed to go out there and free play off of each other. But they've earned trust in their YouTube oh, yeah. franchise players, so I guess they, they get leeway. Plus, fuck, Brock doesn't care if you give him a script. He doesn't. Now, just tell he's Brock, like, just tell Brock like, don't curse. Yeah, just no cursing. Then we'll go home and fuck my wife and have some cores life. Because, like, this past weekend, like, Brock, like, I thought he almost killed one of the guys when he took him out of the damn truck. And, like, he took the, the truck, ripped the truck, ripped the truck door, door off again and he threw it. I'm like, 
Like, this dude's gonna kill somebody, man. He's having too much fun, but he probably will kill somebody. And he was an ant. <laughs> All right, so let's go to our championship round. This is our championship matchup. We got the number one overall seed, Chris Jericho, versus the number two seed, the People's Champion, The Rock. Oh, poetic how this is. Chris Jericho makes his debut, interrupting The Rock, which he never really did get a proper feud from that, but at the time, Jericho was a mid-card, The Rock was the face. So let's see. Chris, you look like you're already big. I'm already done. I pretty much. I know who's going to Chris, who you got is. Well, entrances. As much as you love The Rock, I'm still going to go with Jericho. Same. Because you have multiple ones to pick from. Okay. Now, when it comes to championships, Jericho's won them all, but The Rock looked better with it. You know, he was out there doing the promotion stuff like that. So, Mike skills. I'm still going to go with Jericho on the mic. Because whether you give him a microphone or whatnot, scripted or non-scripted, he's going to have fun with it. He's going to make you hate him. He's going to make you love him. He's going to make you laugh with him. Technical, it's going to go to Jericho. Overall package, I will definitely give that to The Rock. Because he is what a champion should be. Look, sound, and talk like. But when it comes to the mic, I'm always... Jericho's... It's very hard for me for someone to really top Jericho. Because if John Cena can rattle The Rock on, on a live TV, and I've never seen Jericho actually get really rattled at all whenever he does any kind of promo, even a little half of the one he just did on freaking AEW, it's almost 50 years old, he's still out there making the crowd, who used to love him two weeks ago, completely hate his guts. I suppose we hate his guts the next week. See, like, I, the whole best in the world... At what I do, Jericho, to me, is almost one of my favorite iterations of Jericho. It's my second favorite one. When yeah. he stripped away everything. And he was 2008 Raw Wrestler of the Year that year from the fans. Yeah, I mean. He was a heel. Yeah, no, he's just so good. He was more cold. He completely reinvented himself and actually made me really like Jericho again. I mean, it, to me, that's where, I mean, I still gave the mic work to The Rock. And, of course, as far as who's going to look better with a belt, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, the, especially the way he looks now. Like, fuck, if you put the belt on The Rock. I mean, that's Vince McMahon's yeah, fucking dream right looks there. like now. Yeah, Jesus. But, I mean, entrances, I agree with Chris Jericho. I mean, look, take your pick of what entrance you want, you know. Um, In-ring work, again, Jericho wins that one by a landslide. So then it goes to total package. And... Both wrestlers could do a great job of playing heel or face, but again, if you want to look at how successful Jericho has been on both sides of the spectrum, and just like how good an into character he can get as a heel or as a baby face, I just, just to me, I think the total package, it sways more to Jericho. That was my tiebreaker. So I go eight seven Jericho on this. Okay, now I'll get now I'll, now let me give you mine real quick, even though it doesn't really matter. But like, okay, so oh, it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's already too too. No, no, so technically, y'all won. Doesn't matter. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. So, thank you. I wasn't following you. That I dropped the ball. I was drop it. You kicked it under the bed. Yeah, I fucking just totally missed that shit. So championships, I had Jericho because he's just done all over the world and he's done it for a long time. Entrances, I have The Rock. As much as I love the Chris Jericho's theme song, when that rock, when that song hit, that crowd went fucking nuts every time. Total package, I got The Rock. 
just that's what a champion should look like. He could do it all, pretty much. In ring, Jericho, obviously, hands down, just because what he's done um, from all over the world. For me, the tiebreaker was the microphone skills. I have Jericho. I thought Jericho could do it all heel, baby face. I thought no matter what, he could cut a hell of a promo in the ring. Just He didn't have to be behind the scenes making everybody laugh, entertaining. Although he can do that too when needed. Mm-hmm. And he still kind of does do that from time to time. But just throughout his career, I just love what he does in a, in a promo with a microphone. Like last week, for instance, when the Jericho Appreciation Society, I love that promo. When he introduced, it should have been called the Inner Circle 2.0, but I don't know why they didn't do that. But, uh, yeah, so, so okay, so caveat, I don't know if Remy wants to talk on this, but I did want to bring this up. When we did the countdowns, I'll Re- talk this one up. Ramsey, when we did our countdown for our top wrestlers out of all the rankings, who was the consensus number one? The number one overall, see Chris Jericho. See? And, I, and look, here's the thing. I didn't even vote Jericho. I didn't think it was in my top. He probably was in my top ten. Yeah. Kurt, you're, you had Jericho at... I think it was 11, if I'm being mistaken. Now, mind you, I kind of stopped doing the rankings after, like, number six. I was like, fuck, I'm just giving a sheet, so don't really go by that. <laughs> but he's in my top five, top ten for me personally, but... Three, four... He's probably 11. One, I think he was around 11. Four, don't go by that six. rankings. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Probably are. Eleven, twelve. Rams is taking some time on this. He had some more. Joe ahead of him. Eddie Guerrero. Look, this even adds to his point because that loses points overall. And Jericho still made number one on everybody else's uh, cheat sheet. Yeah, because three people on this side of the table had had him number one. Yeah, I had him number one. one. So one, two, three had him number one. I don't know. I forgot Ramsey had him number one. So. That goes to show you how much respect this man's had. The fact that he's and been I'll doing be, it. I'll be honest, too. When I did my first draft of the list, I didn't have Jericho at number one. I had him in my top three, but then the more I actually sat and thought on it mm-hmm. and thought of, again, the many different ways that he's reinvented himself. This is a beautiful thing. He's a chameleon. Yeah. You know, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't play like one straight-laced baby face or one straight-laced heel. He's had many different varieties of his heel work. And I know? factor that into every equation. When I just think about the amount of times he reinvented himself, I'm like, God damn, dude. I mean, now now if you look at the point with the Jericho Appreciation Society, he's the heel that he's like, you know what? I've fucking done it all. I can do whatever the fuck I want now. Pretty much. It's just, I think he's on his final year, and like at this point, it's like he doesn't need to do it. He's still doing it, and it's amazing that he's doing it. Um and it wasn't even that much of a heel promo because he was like talking why he had 2.0 join him, and you couldn't help but root for that, even though he's doing it as a heel. So he kind of gets you on that. Well, then he called out creative and called him that, that tag team 2.0 because it was supposed to be a mockery of NXT 2.0. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. like, it's stupid creative. Same thing he did with Jack Swagger, Jack Hagar. Yeah. He, he talked about that. He yeah. went by we, their official we, names. We use which our, I we, have we use no our real names in this organization. Yeah, I don't know what the hell their names are. I will say this, though. There's one thing that I, I, I kind of find puzzling about the whole pairing of Jericho and 2.0 or whatever. Well, they're going to go by now is the fact that like just were, before this they were beating him up and jumping him backstage oh, yeah. they never really kind of explained how that but whole he, thing he talked about how he's like I had these two guys come on my Talk is Jericho podcast had no idea who they were I loved their enthusiasm for the uh, the business they well were, KO 
reached out to Jericho. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Name They're all from Canada, you know, from Canadia. You got you to keep it Canadian, bro. Yeah, so. Name drop Kevin on the live TV show. He didn't name drop him. He just said, my best friend. My best friend. He said Kevin. Is that my best friend Kevin? He didn't say Owens. He just said, my best friend Kevin. But when you talk about best friend, you know immediately. You can put it together. So. Yeah, I was kind of upset Kevin Owens re-signed with WWE. Cause oh, I know he was. He's a family man. Two, three million dollars a year. You ain't, t- you ain't turning no, that shit away. No, I though. get that 100%. But, no, uh, but yeah, man. So for our Mark's Madness, first time ever doing a tournament bracket style, Jericho. Greatest re- male wrestler of our generation we have, Christian. It's hard. To, and for you fans out there that might be outraged, leave, by means, tell us why we're wrong. I want to hear it. But 30 years reinventing our... No, they'll email us no. or they'll... Post something in the comments. You can call shitheads or just say how dumb we are, how wrong we are. And I love how wrestling fans are passionate. But guys, thirty what? years in the business, reinventing yourself that many times. Come on. I love I love how people jump down your ass though about the graphic that you put up for the <laughs> the first part of the turn. They're like, why don't you have this person? Why don't dude? On the graphic card, we could only fit sixteen. That's what I told. Faces, like, I could like, only fit sixty people on this graphics card. I can't go further. Like, it's like there's sixty four names on here. I mean, shit. We're we're gonna talk about all. It of would them. be especially. I don't think I could. And in all honesty, too, though, it's also about matchups because, like, realistically, some of the guys that we you know ended up voting out, yeah, like could have very well made it farther. Could have even very well made it to the championship round had it been a different pairing. Had it been a different matchup. Thank you for saying that because that's what happened with our heels episode. Like we were like. Dude, it could have totally gone this other way had this one specific matchup not fucking happened. It's just like, it's it, it legit is just like March Madness. Because if March Madness actually went the way it was supposed to on paper every year, then you would have all four number one seeds in the final four every year. Pretty much. It doesn't work out that way. Because no. it's all about matchups. Yeah. Ramsey, I'll go ahead and uh, Any let thoughts? you... Anything? Disagree, agree? See our Jerry Springer, our final thought. No, I just want to hear his take. No. Take care of yourself. He's always got a good. He's always got a unique point that always. That I was like, wow! I didn't really think about that. Uh, the funny thing is, like, I put this together when I was putting it together, because I, I always I thought that Chris Jericho trick. Yeah, fuck me. Chris Jericho is uh, was underrated as one of the top five, top ten wrestlers of all time. You look at people doing lists and polls, and so I, I created this. Not thinking that he might not go out and win. I just didn't expect two other people to vote him number one, which was kind of, you know, refreshing to hear two other people had that same 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 thought as me. But I just actually looked at the fucking schedule that we have I have for for the next couple episodes. The second week in April, we're actually going to do a wrestler profile. Guess whose name's on there? It's Chris Jericho. Okay. Really? Jeez. Yeah. So I mean, we, it's a perfect little segue. Next week we're going to be doing our uh, fantasy WrestleMania booking, and then the first week of April we'll be doing our state of wrestling and the WrestleMania aftermath. With the Jericho, just real quick, do you want to do it to like one or two promotions, or you want to do a career retrospect? Because that's like no, we we no, we learned our lesson. I, we did learn our lesson. Yeah. We learned our lesson. <laughs> this will be like a five hour so, show. Okay. But even if we just did WWF, WWE, we could be there a while. So that, I, I'll just say this. We'll, let's do Chris Jericho we part do, one. We could do ECW, WCW. There we go. Okay, I like that. We're going to do ECW, WCW, New Japan. 
but that was all he did a little brief stand in New Japan he was in Lucha Underground too yeah so we could talk that Lucha Underground AAA whatever what it is called you know we'll we'll do all his promotions and uh, prior to WWE and then we'll do another episode with WWE and then you do moving forward we'll we'll talk about AEW yeah so, yeah, I love it, man. I love it. So next week will be our WrestleMania fantasy. Fantasy book. Yeah. I love this. I love This is what really makes me like, this is like the first thing before we start this podcast. I always would think about like, what's the ultimate WrestleMania? So I'm curious. Sting versus Taker. You could do it in this one. Finally have that match if you wanted to. So we're going to do 10 matches. Okay. Yeah. Not fucking 12 matches. Four, four, four. 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 Yeah. So each of us has four matches. Can't have duplicates. You can't have someone wrestle tag team and then wrestle on the singles. So yep, we we're do. gonna we gotta do some talking after this podcast. Yes, yeah, stick the format because I don't want to talk about that one. Talk about who match is gonna have what, and then we'll go from there. Sounds okay. Good. So I am uh, loving that idea. Sorry. I'll let you guys know. They knew there's no news uh, show this week because. There's nothing. <laughs> I'm calling that. We got nothing. WrestleMania on the road to WrestleMania. We'll have Next more. week we'll have news about WrestleMania, but the state of wrestling is in two weeks for us, so nothing's really going to be eye-catching unless something really fucking happens again like last week. And well, we were watching AEW. There could be something happening right now. We don't know about it. Well, you know what? Don't spoil it. We'll find out in a minute. I'm going to watch it. Every two. So... I was going to say, that wraps it up for me. Yeah, no. Chris, thank you for coming in and uh, being one of our guest panelists here, helping us uh, crown. So when do I get my check? Whatever those royalties start rolling. I'll I'll buy you a drink. (laughs) 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 uh, I will tell you this. Our next, let's say our next uh, um, gimmick show we'll do in in April. At the end of April, it's going to be Best Entrances. So we'll have like our top thirty-two entrances of all time. Okay, go with that. Are we talking specific entrances? Or are we just talking about overall entrance? Overall, like entrance. for instance, are we talking Shawn Michaels? Are we talking Shawn Michaels' entrance at WrestleMania twelve? Or are we just talking about Shawn Michaels' entrance music? Period. So, all right. Well, then, are we talking entrance music? Or are we talking? Let see? this man okay, spend some time. Okay, we'll figure out this one out too. All right, all right. You you just, thank you. Thank you. That's crap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank cool. you. That's crap. Fuck it. Well, I'll do, come out. We're going to come out. You got, ta- you got tag teams. You can do the fem- female wrestlers. Nah, we'll, you can do nah, best managers. We'll touch that's, on that. That's we'll adventure. figure this out Whatever. behind the scenes, though. But for, for this week, we're wrapped. You know, with well, Chris, we'll have something for you. If you, want if to you decide you want to come I was back. the only one to have my list ready on time. No one else did there. He did. He did his early. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, kid. Yeah, I have to keep that. Well, the best part was actually does. I had, had a half-assed list rinse, and then I actually pulled up online 50 greatest wrestlers and so on and so on just to see like what the overall thing was. And Jericho really wasn't ranked high on a lot of those. And some of the ones, they had Jeff Hardy ranked up in the top 10, and some of them I'm like going, why? Like, there were a lot of people that was ranked on some of those overall Sports Illustrated best wrestlers of all time. People I had never even heard of, and people that were modern that were just pretty much irrelevant. You understand, man. We're now old, so like you get all these younger guys who are like in their teens or twenties, and they start giving your opinion. You're like, it's just more current guys, and you're like, they're good, but are they better than you? Got, they're not factoring in what we watched in like the nineties. Well, it's not even the same well, kind of yeah. wrestling. Well, and, and again, it's not and the again, same kind too, of wrestling. We do also have an older fan base, like at least looking at the metrics. Yeah. People that are in their fifties. So they know and, what we're talking older about. Older that listen to this, yeah. 
and they're probably going to shit on who we've crowned. Because they might go back, hey, you forget this guy from the 70s or from that. I'm like, I can't go back that far. I'd love to, but... Yeah, I mean, that's why, again, we preface this as the greatest male wrestler of our generation. So, yeah. like, in the 80s and on. So, But anywho, enough of that. Ravishing Randy, signing off. Bye, Doug. TNK, see y'all next time. And Rampage, we're out of here. So long. You ain't got no, like, off music we can play? Like, a, like a We could. Oh, wait. I